It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel, or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com. Melissa Daly, welcome to World's Best. Thank you so much, Laban. I am so happy to be here. You are in a very cold part of the world. I'm in a very warm part of the world. <laughs> I've got snow happening outside here, that's for sure. I was watching one of your podcasts uh, with your Christmas hat. Uh, this is being recorded in sort of early part of December 2021. What is it about Christmas that makes you so bright and bubbly? I just love the the meaning of the season. You know, it, it's a time when people come together as family, you know, very often will put aside differences and come from a place of love, come from a place of joy, come from a place of giving to celebrate, you know, singing Christmas carols, the beauty of the, you know, here, the lights in the trees, the snow on the trees, etc. And it's just a time of year when families come together. And that is so important to me is, is we all need that. We all need that human connection. And I realize that for some people, it's a lonely time of year because they don't have other people. And I feel for them. And I know in our town, we in the past have had events where um, families invite newcomers that don't have any friends or family here yet into their homes to enjoy Christmas dinners. And that's something that I participated in in years gone by. And that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And just the meaning of Christmas is, is so powerful. And it's a good reminder in the world that we're living in today to come to life from a place of love and come together and support one another. Couldn't have said it better myself. Now, I'm going to throw you under the bus here because I thought of something really hilarious. What's the <laughs> difference, if you were to explain, between a homeopath, a naturopath, and a hydrobath? <laughs> you are throwing me under the bus here. <laughs> and an um, integrative health practitioner. <laughs> so all different forms of healing really is the simplest form without going into the science of each, because I'm not even sure I could do that justice. Um, and that's the beauty of it is there is no one form of healing that works every single time for every single person on the planet. Just like there's no one perfect diet for every single person on the planet, right? Our microbiomes or our guts are all different. They go back four generations on our mother's side. So what our body likes and doesn't like is different for each of us. And we need to figure that out. And along with that, when we have health issues, there's different modalities to healing, right? And on the holistic side, even on the holistic side, there's multiple ways someone can heal. And then there's mainstream medical as well. There's Ayurvedic medicine, Chinese traditional medicine, 
we have so many options. And I actually think that's a really powerful message for people because so often we're raised to believe that if we get sick, we go to the doctor, they give us a pill and they make us better. And in today's world, we know that's not true. We just have to look around and see all the chronic illness that's out there. And chronic illness is lifestyle illness, meaning the illness has been triggered by the lifestyle you've been living, the environment that you're in. And it's related to poor sleep, high stress, poor nutrition, stuffed down emotions from not wanting to address issues, et cetera, et cetera. Our toxic load, because we do live in a toxic world. And mainstream medicine, those doctors, when they go to medical school, don't learn about nutrition. They don't learn about lifestyle illnesses. So their solutions are to give you a drug to mask the pain, but that doesn't actually help you heal. So you're left in a state of chronic illness. And by chronic illness, I'm talking about the, um, heart disease, diabetes, Alzheimer's, dementia, leaky gut, autoimmune diseases, some forms of cancer. All of those fall under that umbrella term, chronic illness. And the reality is, is people need to know that there's so many ways that we can actually address these issues and truly heal. But we're not necessarily told that. We're just told, here's the pill. You got to take this for the rest of your life. And this is all we've got. And I have clients that hear that time and time again, finding me and looking for alternative solutions. And when we know there's options, we can keep looking until we find someone that can help us. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a homeopath or a naturopath or an integrative health practitioner or a hydropath. There's so many different modalities. And I know that in itself can be confusing, but when you start down that path and you get guidance from someone that can direct you, it just makes it so much easier. So the, the simple answer to that is, all different healing modalities. And the more healing modalities there are, the better, because it just gives people more options. That's uh, for someone who's just been thrown under the bus, you've scrambled out the other side unscathed, I think. So well done. <laughs> and my, my trust in doctors uh, has waned. And especially the other day, I was feeling a bit under the weather. I went to the GP and they took some blood work and called me back in later on that afternoon. And they said, Laban, we've got some good news and some bad news. And uh, I said, well, what's the bad news? He said, you've got 24 hours to live. I said, what's the good news? He said, we're naming a disease after you. It <laughs> <laughs> didn't actually happen. <laughs> You're still here. I'm still but, here. But I, it, it, it's a joke, except that it's not. Sometimes that happens. And, you know, I say to people all the time that so often we get given these labels, right? That cancer word that creates so much fear, right? When we're in a place of fear and stress, the body can't heal. Mm -hmm. And we all know that, you know, the more we focus our attention on something, the more we get of it. So if we hear that word cancer, and now we go into that fear state and we're thinking about, oh my God, I have cancer, I have cancer, I have cancer, I have cancer. The body's going to give you more cancer, right? So I don't work with labels. I don't care what the label is. And I'm not a doctor and somebody might come to me and say, I've got such and such. And I don't even know what that is but it doesn't matter. I want them to set that label aside because in my work, I'm using functional medicine labs to see what's going on inside the body, where the imbalances are. And when we know where the imbalances are, we can support the body in coming back into balance using natural supplements and herbal remedies. And when the body gets back into balance, 
it will heal itself because that's what it's designed to do. It's just modern life has us way out here, out of balance, really through no fault of our own. It's a societal thing of poor nutrition because that's what's offered in our grocery stores, poor sleep, high stress because so much is demanded of us in any given day in this do, do, do world. And that all causes our internal organs to break down, especially our microbiome, which is needs to be in balance. And we don't realize that. So then our body isn't breaking down our food that we're eating well, even if we're eating good food. So we're not getting the nutrient and vitamin levels that we need. And that puts us in a depleted state. So we're out here out of balance and depleted and the body doesn't have enough to come back into balance. So we support it in just coming back into balance. Then it can heal itself. That's what it's designed to do. And that's where we get true healing from is understanding those root causes so we can address the root cause as opposed to, oh, here's the pain. Let me give you a symptom and mask it. And we know that doesn't work. And the body works in such a way that every symptom it sends our way is a message asking us to do something differently. But we're busy, so we ignore it. We've been told to suck it up, so we ignore it and keep going. But the reality is, is that the body initially whispers to us gently, like the touch of a feather. And if we don't listen, it might come along and thump us with a brick. And if we still don't listen, watch out, because it could whack you with a wrecking ball. And unfortunately, we all know someone who's been whacked with a wrecking ball. I like to work with people when it's that gentle touch of the feather, or at the very least, the brick, so that it never gets to the wrecking ball. And people just need to know this is possible. I did a podcast that came out a couple of weeks ago on my own podcast, and it was with Dr. Tom Acklin, and we were having a conversation, and he stumbled upon a title of a book for me to write at some point. And the title of the book is, um, but what about the or? And it's not O-A-R, it's or, meaning choice. Mm -hmm. Because the doctor never will tell you, here's a prescription or you can do blah, 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 or should seek out blah, blah, blah. Or you might want to have a session with a blah, blah, blah healer. It's always, here's a prescription as if that's the only solution. But there is always an or. And the reality is, is your dis-ease doesn't have to be a life sentence. But that's generally what people are led to believe. Here's a, a relatively derogatory term that I heard, which I think is a pretty good description in reality of our modern medical situation and not labeling everyone with this brush, but modern GPs are glorified search engines is the terminology. And I, I joke about that disease and because it's, it's a joke that has made me laugh for a few years now and continues to do so and is quite shocking for people that aren't quite prepared for it. But what I've come to learn and rely upon is my own intuition. I basically feel so empowered with the knowledge that I have that with most most issues, I'm telling the doctor what I want to do, not that I need to see a GP 
really at all these days, unless it's to get blood work ordered or something that requires a prescription, right? And taking back that power has been really great for me because I'm no longer relying on the holier-than-thou medical fraternity, which has been compromised. Whether you believe this statement or not, it has been compromised far beyond you'll ever realise. And the truth will will come out at some point. And, and I think, you know, and I write about this in my book, Bet On You, towards the back, in the last, the last chapter. It's about no one is coming to save you. Like, and uh, we've got to really look after ourselves first. And, and that's the work that you're doing as well, making that available to people that want the help. I love that your book is called Bet On You because I have a little disc here that says, I bet on me. <laughs> And it's so, so great that it's a casino chip because that's the very yeah. first chapter of the book. <laughs> so I agree with everything that you've said. We must take responsibility for our own health. And I feel like that is my mission on this planet. As I've been guided into this work over the last nearly seven years, I've come to realize that my mission is to change our mindset around our health and make it our first priority. Be proactive. And we do that by first taking responsibility for ourselves because we have a sick care system, as you alluded to. So we have big pharma that prioritizes shareholder profit over human health. They're only interested in the next billion dollar drug. And there's been so many books written on this, investigative journalist books, interviewing whistleblowers who have left the industry because morally they can't work within it anymore. Mm -hmm. There's a great book if anybody wants to dig in deeper, and it's called Our Daily Meds by Melody Peterson. She used to write for the New York Times about the pharmaceutical industry. And when she started seeing what was going on, she actually quit her job, moved home, I think it was to Idaho, and wrote this book. And it was written back in 2008. Wow. I, When I read it, I already knew this was going on, but not to the extent of what I read in the book. And it was hard to read because I really, I really became aware of how much we've been brainwashed by this industry and the power that they have today. And there's another book written by somebody else called Catherine Eban, and it's called uh, Bottles of Lies. And it's all about the generic drug industry, which is offshore, right? The pharmaceutical industry is has such inflated prices that people can't afford it. Governments can't afford to, you know, supplement people's benefit plans, et cetera. So they're looking for a cheaper way to help people heal. So they put it offshore, but then there's no oversight when it's offshore. And what do you think is going to happen if you have a company with lower wages that have no oversight that also want to make a profit, but you're demanding a price point that means their margins are so thin something's going to give, mm-hmm. right? So it's not just me saying that our pharmaceutical industry optimizes shareholder profit over human health. It's a reality every single day, unfortunately. And the way they generate that profit is by creating these million-dollar drugs. And the way to create the million-dollar drug is to have people take it every day for the rest of your life. So right in there is the problem because they want to keep you sick so you keep taking the drug. They have no motivation to actually help you heal because there's no money for them in a healthy population. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's an interesting dichotomy for you, Melissa. 
a, a friend of mine who's a young man who I've known since he was 15, who was involved with the cricket club. I captained the fourth 11, which consisted of mainly sort of 15, the odd 14-year-old, but, you know, let's say 14 to 20 years of age. Um, it was a developmental side. And I had the privilege of playing with these these wonderful young men who uh, were leaders of school, very intelligent, studious, great kids. And this guy is 21 and has an advanced form of motor neuron disease, which for those who don't know, like 21 is really, really young. It's virtually unheard of. And I'm happy to hear your thoughts on this as well. And and we we uh, he's actually going to appear as a special guest of the podcast as well. And his deterioration has been so rapid that he's basically relying on people to do everything at this point. He's bedridden and for, for 24 hours a day. And he has a number of experts from all around the world that are involved in this whole process. And I just asked him this question, and he, he, he wanted to hear, he's seen my journey, he's seen, he knew all about me using a low-carb ketogenic diet for healing my own stuff, and he was curious to know, so I told him. And, and, I, and then I asked him what, what he was eating and had he adjusted any of his diet based on the new diagnosis. And what do you think the answer to that question was? No, because he didn't know that food was impacting his diagnosis because nobody's taught him that. And, and these people like are Nobel Prize laureates that are being involved with this guy. And to me, I just, and we, we had a wonderful conversation and I, I didn't tell him what to do or anything. I just said, here's, here's what I would do if I was in your situation and you'll feel better anyway, despite the motor neuron. Like, right. And what, what boggles my mind is the, the fact that there's no study or training that goes into these very intelligent people that if they combined the knowledge of nutrition alongside the bleeding edge stuff that they're doing, they could facilitate miraculous outcomes. They absolutely could. And it's why they got into medicine in the first place, but they're missing that key ingredient in their education. And so it's not their fault. It's the system's fault, right? They get seven minutes with their patient. They get in, at least here in North America, they're getting in trouble if they don't write enough prescriptions every day because the kickback from the pharmaceutical companies is generating revenue for the clinic, right? So they don't think of any other way that that's why the or doesn't come, right? Because they just have to just on their case, write a prescription, write a prescription, write a prescription. And so it's very unfortunate. So I'm glad this fellow reached out to you so that you could share your experience and give him a hope. When we have hope, the body can heal. We first have to believe we can heal, right? If we don't have hope, we're not going to heal. And he can look into the work of Joe Dispenza and others to learn more about that. But we first have to believe we can heal. And then when we believe we can heal, then we continue looking for options, right? If we've given up, then that's that's the end. But absolutely, diet's going to have an impact on that. I would be really wondering and wanting to run a lab for him that looks at his metal toxicities, because we know there's so many toxins out there in the world today. And it's the area where I start everyone because when we clear our toxins from our body, then we're lowering inflammation, lowering stress. And again, more and better healing can take place, but we've got metal toxins that we know are neuro um, toxins. And so what's going on there that could be an issue for him. You know, maybe there were concussions, maybe there's some, you know, TBI injury. I don't know. 
but I'd want to know more about that as well. And again, all the labs that we can run on the functional medicine side, the holistic side, our mainstream doctors don't have access to Mm -hmm. because those help people heal. And that's not what big pharma wants them to do. To, to his credit, to his family's credit, there's a gentleman, uh, Ragnar Purji, Ragnar, R-A-G-N-A-R-P-U-R-J-E, who is a uh, PhD and just give me one second. That's the door. No worries. No worries. You, you were talking about Ragnar Purji. Purji. And what this guy does is it's affirmational for like an hour a day and he's getting my friend to to tell himself that he is healing. And I and I just said, and I won't say his name um, just yet, but let's call him Fred. I said, Fred, you know, this is so wonderful and I'm and I'm so grateful that you're doing this. Like this is this is so important. It's so important. And you know, I'm reading Think and Grow Rich right now, and it's not the first time I've read it. And I'm on the chapter that is literally talking about auto-suggestion and faith. And all of this is important because of the way our subconscious mind works. And again, were you ever taught how your conscious and subconscious mind work through your mainstream education system? Because I wasn't, but I've read you know, a number of books on it now, and it's fascinating. And you know, the subconscious mind files every thought we have without judgment. So it doesn't care if it's a negative thought or a positive thought. It files it. And the more we hear these thoughts and we keep filing them, the more that it becomes the belief. So if we file the thought every single day that I'm sick and never going to heal, that becomes the, the belief. But if we instead file the thoughts, my body is healing and I'm doing everything I can to help it heal. And I trust in the process that's becomes the belief. And that's what then is delivered upon. And the method by which it's delivered upon is what still eludes scientists to this day. It's some form of spirituality, the universe, the the greater out there, whatever people believe in, but it's there to support us and give us what we want. We just have to be really clear on what we want and give it direct messages. And that applies to whether you're building a business, that applies to your health, that applies to relationships, it applies to all aspects of your life. But again, this isn't taught through our mainstream education system. So people don't know until they stumble upon it themselves. Here's here's something that, that you'll smile at, Melissa, because I take what you say so seriously. This this redirection from the podcast becoming now world's best. There's webinars, online masterclasses that that you'll see advertised on this channel that are specifically designed to attract people that are interested in becoming world-class, the world's best in their chosen field of expertise. And once you are, if you join the master, the mastermind, the prerequisites, prerequisites and the, and the, 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 locked in rule for negative self-talk on the when the meetings take place any negative self-talk it's a ten dollar fine that you must venmo the money 
to, and there'll be a predetermined charitable organization involved. And the reason we do that is to get people in the habit of speaking positively. And it's not about being delusional. It's not about pretending like things are okay when the kitchen's burning down. There's absolutely no need to speak negatively about ourselves or anyone else. And I'll be the first person to put both hands up and say that I've done both. I agree. Yeah. And I have too. And like I said, we're not taught this through our school system. So for me, I stumbled upon all of this when I was let go from the corporate world and was open to being guided into my new line of work over the last seven years. And I set on a course of what am I doing next, personal growth. And as I started reading more and you know, joining online classes, et cetera, I was like, why wasn't I ever taught this before? This makes so much sense. And I wasn't just reading it and doing nothing. I was reading and implementing, right? And when we start to create awareness around our thoughts and realize that we need to be spending more time talking to our mind rather than listening to our mind, And I did a podcast on this very recently that just came out this month as well. You know, are you listening to your mind or are you talking to your mind and which is better? We have two ears and we're told to listen more. But when it comes to listening to our mind, we actually don't want to listen more because so often those messages are negative self-talk and we need to be aware of them. And then we need to talk back. And there's some um, great questions that you can be asking yourself as you start to generate this awareness. And first of all, just ask yourself, is that really true, right? Maybe you just had a thought, you did something and the the voice in your head said, I'm an idiot or I'm unlovable, whatever it is. Is that really true? And be honest with yourself. There's not a human in the on the planet that's unlovable, right? So no, it's not really true. Ask yourself again, if you've said, yes, it's true and double check and ask yourself to, What would it feel like if that were not true? And what would it feel like if it were true? And all of these just create awareness around these thoughts we have. And as we start to create awareness around these negative thoughts, we can stop having them or we can undo them much more quickly. And the reality is, ask yourself this. Would you have any friends if you talked to your friends the way you talk to yourself? And we have between 20,000 and 70,000 conversations with ourselves every day. Would you have any friends? And is it not time to start talking to yourself as if you're talking to someone that you love? Amen, sister. Amen. <laughs> I want to know, Melissa, your favorite success story from the work that you do. My favorite success story. Oh, so many to choose from. Um, (laughs) One of them that I absolutely love is actually an 18-year-old girl who has suffered her entire life with eczema, been to a myriad of different doctors, specialists, to, and it didn't help, maybe helped for a little bit, and then it came back. Um. And I was in a business coaching session with her mom and I did a workshop and her mom came to the workshop. And then her mom said, you know what, maybe you can help my daughter. And she had her daughter and I have a conversation and she was in grade 12, but a very mature grade 12 student. 
And I can't do the work for people. They have to understand that I'm the guide. You have to be willing to do the work. And so I had that conversation with her. Are you willing to do the work? We can run the labs. These are what the likely protocols are going to be, depending on what we find. Are you willing to do the work? And she absolutely was. And at 18 years old, she took responsibility for her health. I didn't have any further communication with the mom after that, except on a friendship basis. All of the work was just directly with me and this lovely girl. She did the work. She committed to herself and then she saw the results. And that's the beautiful thing is when we create that healing environment, the body heals really quickly. So she had a high toxic load, even at 18, because we live in a toxic world, 144,000 man-made chemicals since World War II. Wow. And she had food intolerances and sensitivities that she wasn't aware of. And when we cleared her toxic pathways and when we removed the foods, her eczema went away very quickly. But yeah, that's my favorite because I love the power that a teenager can do this right? And it's not just waiting until you're in your fifties or sixties and your body's almost at the wrecking ball stage and screaming at you that you get to take responsibility. I love that. She now knows that she can be so empowered in her health at 18. I wish I'd known that at 18, really. Wonderful story. And, uh, eczema or eczema, however you're supposed to pronounce it. I'm not sure exactly is one is so prolific, right? Mm -hmm. And, and I'm, can I take a guess at some of the foods that you removed that were part of the healing journey? Do, do you remember yeah. what they were off the top of your head? I absolutely I'm know. Gonna say, I'm going to say, uh, we're going to use the powers of, powers of uh, my brain here and say uh, gluten. Getting a big thumbs up from Melissa. <laughs> she pounds a green smoothie. I'm going to say gluten. I'm going to say uh, probably some dairy initially. Mm-hmm. And refined carbohydrate in general uh yes but there was one more uh vegetable oils um no because we take those out anyway in part of my education um egg eggs eggs so and And it it is different for everyone which is why running the lab was so important but for her It was definitely eggs. And what was super interesting is that they had actually gone to Hawaii years ago, seen a specialist who removed the dairy and removed the gluten and told her she could eat all the eggs she wanted. But when I ran the labs and we actually saw what the body was struggling with, and first we did the detox, right, to clear those pathways, the combination of doing the detox and then removing the trigger foods is what got her the results that she was looking for. And so I run a de- I put all my clients through a detox first because when we run the labs, we know where the imbalances are. And then we know how to support the body with natural supplements and herbal remedies, as I said. But there's no point putting them in on top of a toxic body. I liken it to if you imagine an overflowing garbage bin at a park. We've all seen that. You put something on top of that overflowing garbage bin, where does it land? On the side on the side, on the ground. It doesn't go down inside. So it's the same with our body. We've got an overflowing garbage bin inside our body. Again, through no fault of our own. It's the food we're given. It's the environment we live in, the air we breathe, the water we drink, et cetera, et cetera. And so if we put in healing remedies, not all of that is getting to the cells that need it. So 
it's going to take a lot longer to notice the healing. But when we first support the liver and kidneys in clearing those pathways and truly getting those toxins out, now we've picked up that garbage bin and truly emptied it. Now we put something in, it goes down inside to where it needs to go. And that's what results in people having, you know, very quick healing as a result of the work that they do with me. But we first have to clear our toxic load. And that is the difference between the work that I do and, you know, what many other practitioners do. And my focus now not only is changing our mindset around health and getting people to take responsibility for our health, but also having people understand the power of detoxing and not just once, and then you're good forever. The toxins are always coming in. So making it a lifestyle and making it work within our lifestyle. And that teaches people how to create a body that is inhospitable to disease. I want to ask you a question around a hypothetical scenario, Melissa, and I I haven't asked you this off camera. So this is a real test for you and your expertise. If someone, let's say I was walking along the street and someone ran up to me and injected me with a hypodermic needle full of all kinds of garbage, heavy metals and some man-made stuff and some organic material. And I wanted to get rid of that stuff out of my system as soon as physically possible. What protocol would you recommend that I do? So a couple of things, there are some protocols out there right now that will help is in my research. I haven't found anything yet that will hundred percent get all of it out, but we all do what we can given what we have. Right. So there's um, protocols that will help draw out the toxins. One of them that I heard very recently is apple pectin. And apparently, yeah, apple pectin, and you can buy it as a supplement and you want 700 milligrams twice a day. Apparently after Chernobyl, they discovered that apple pectin removed all radiation from the body in four days. And the same thing happened in Fukushima. And the doctor that I saw being interviewed about this said, if it can draw out radiation, it's going to draw out a lot of other toxins too. It's a really good binder. So that's a super easy one. I do have a whole protocol that I share with my clients who are looking for it that has a number of different ingredients, including N-acetylcysteine or L-glutathione, as well as some serapeptase. There's a number of different things, no one thing, but I'm now going to be adding apple pectin to that because that sounded really interesting to me and so beneficial. I'm so glad I asked that question. It's not the kind of thing I expect to happen, but, you know, we're in Mexico and someone might just jam a random hypodermic needle full of gunk into me. So um, fingers crossed that doesn't happen. And yeah, I'll I do not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but have well, some apple pectin on it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because there's cyanide in in apple seeds, and I wonder if if that – that part of the apple that's next to the the cyanide and the apple seed, which is only dangerous in very high amounts of crushed seeds, I think. I think if you eat them whole, it doesn't matter. Um, I wonder if there's some kind of counterbalance that that part of the apple, the, the pectin part, has developed to withstand the cyanide, which is, you know, another very toxic item. Possibly, possibly. I'm not familiar with the science of that, but it's an interesting idea anyway. 
Conversation for another podcast, maybe. Exactly. Or to see if, you know, see if there is some research out there. But yeah. Melissa, how do people find all about you and the magic work that you do? My website is yourguidedhealthjourney.com. And my email address is simply melissa at yourguidedhealthjourney.com. I am on LinkedIn as well as Melissa Dealey, D-E-A-L-L-Y. And I'm the only one. So easy to find me there. Um, and people can reach out if they're interested in knowing, you know, more about their toxic load. And I can give you a link to my free toxic load quiz. So people can discover, you know, how toxic are they right now? It's good to have that baseline and understand it. And, you know, don't be mortified if your score's high, because I see high scores all the time. And again, it's not your fault. It's the world we live in. But when we know better, we do better. And when you have this information and you know what your score is, now you can choose to take action to reduce your toxic load, lower that inflammation, clear your pathways and create that body that's inhospitable to disease. So I'll give you that link and uh, people can do the quiz. And, you know, if they want to move forward and taking responsibility for their health, then they can absolutely book a call with me and have a conversation. And I recommend that you do that. Melissa, what concluding thoughts do you have today? I just want people to know that A, it's never too late to start looking after your health. Your body is so forgiving and don't waste time beating yourself up on all the things you didn't do. Choose to simply take action today and start looking after your health. Your body will respond very quickly. In three weeks, when I take people through a detox program, I've never had one person get to the end of it and say, I wish I didn't do that. And I've also see people having results in the first week, in two weeks. And it's taken months, even years for you to get to where you're at today. And so to have results of, you know, the aches and pains going away, the brain fog clearing, the improved sleep, better energy, et cetera, in that short of amount of time is transformational for people. And then they start to realize there is something to this whole nutritional piece and detoxing piece. And you now have this knowledge for life, for you and your loved ones. And so you can keep paying it forward and sharing it with others. Ladies and gentlemen, Melissa Dealey. It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel, or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training where I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available and not only just bring them on but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G. H-E-R-O-E-S dot com.